1: I love Wolfgang. The
0: point, right there. Wow, the
1: little guy! Uh, give me a break. This is he checking out to Kunakur? This Kenny Mallory should go home to his wife. Because nobody here loves him. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Celtics. Justin and John here. We are into the finals, folks. Two games down. Well, one game and a complete, complete bogus other I, I can't even, John. I'm sick. I've got a cold. I'm mad as hell. I'm going to try to be nice about this. I'm sick of Draymond's bullshit. How
0: about that? Is that? Does that mean we're
1: both sick? Dude, he says he deserves differential treatment. I think what you meant was preferential, but that's okay.
0: That's It's differential. It's that's still it is different. Yeah, it's different.
1: It's, it's different. It's more accurate
0: to say preferential. It's
1: but. definitely more accurate to say preferential. And, 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 and it would probably be even more accurate to say, as I said about two minutes into the game, the fix is in. Yeah. The, yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I no. I know. I, go for it. Go. Uh, I'm, I'm They're gonna, gonna, call, so, They're I, gonna I call it a hard Twitter, foul. They're gonna call it a hard foul. These guys are you know, ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Game. I'm like, I'm starting to message into the Twitterverse things that I shouldn't mm. even probably bother saying. It's not a good look. It's on the record forever. Mm-hmm. And I can't help it because it's, it's a sham. It's an absolute sham. And the integrity of the game is out the window. I loved game one. And if we had lost game one, I still would have been happy. It was the first time in the postseason. And I'm talking about back in the third quarter when it wasn't going well for us. Mm-hmm. When we were down, I was still happy. Because when I watched that game one, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is basketball. This this is what I like. And was I happy that the Celtics were down? No, I wasn't. But I didn't think they were necessarily playing their best game. I didn't think that their defense was as good as it could have been. And, you know, it just was what it was. But I felt like the game was called really even, no big swings, nothing out of control. Draymond basically told everybody he was going to do this in game two. And and that should not be rewarded. He shouldn't come out and say a base and two fouls, dude. Two fouls? He fouled out. He had four fouls in the first quarter that were obvious, like easy ones. The, never mind the ones on the line. Four obvious fouls in the first quarter. And I think he had one at the half total. That's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous, and if you don't think that the NBA is rigging this product at this point to get it to seven games every series, you're living in delusional land, and I think a lot of the people that say, but aren't you entertained? Oh, this is what basketball is all about. I love it. Make it go seven. Ah, they're the same people who love the WWE, because they just they just love the showmanship of it. They don't no. care that the product is manufactured.
0: I give more credit to WWE fans than that, honestly. But I hear you.
1: No, no, no. But they, I'm just saying, like I they know f- it's they, I'm saying, WWE fans know that it's manufactured. And that's not why they want Yeah, but there's they honesty the entertainment. But there's honesty
0: about that, and there's no honesty right. about. Oh,
1: I agree with that. I
0: agree with that. That's, with that's that. the issue, I think. With this, I
1: think the people in the NBA though that say that is my point.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, are very
1: no. well aware that this is a rigged product to an extent. The two it's not best words
0: rigged. in sports are game seven. What? No. <laughs> I mean, I okay. If if everything's on the level, sure. If you don't need the extender, it's just why people watch college basketball. Or whatever.
1: It's the reason they watch college basketball. It's the reason that the NBA gets all the criticism, and and people are like, I I like NCAA better. I uh, and and I personally don't. I, I like don't either. I yeah. like the you pro a product. But it's, yeah.
0: College product isn't very good. right
1: College now. product would be great if they weren't going to the NBA out of high school or after one year, the college well, product, college product would be decent.
0: It's also the way that they, the way that game is, is structured and, and the, the number of timeouts and the tournaments awful. And it's just anyway, I, I don't, I, don't I still, that I, love, yeah, but,
1: I love the, I love the NBA product. Yeah. But they've got to bring some integrity back to this. Listen, home court advantage and and a little bit of that, or the team that's playing the hardest gets a little bit of an advantage. Sure, or the benefit of the doubt of a call. Yep. What happened in game two is not a benefit of the doubt. Right. It's not a home court advantage. No. It's it's a deliberate action to ensure the victory of one team so that more money is made. But- it's that simple and if you don't believe it you're deluding yourself. Well
0: so so let's there's two ways I want to take this. There's one that we're talking about where the how the media is not covering that and talk, and and seemingly deliberately avoiding the topic because they're scared. And then there's the other part which is talking about um, you know what happened on the court and 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 really how that reacts. So let me get, let me get the media rant out of the way. And then, and then we can talk about that. Can
1: you please, can you please work in Javi on your media rant? Work in what? That it was basically acknowledged during the broadcast by the former oh, head yeah, of officials. Yeah, Javi. Right. Yeah.
0: Javi says, you know, on <laughs> in this instance, you know, we're not going to call it because, you know, that would have kicked him out of the game. Uh, but look. Okay. But, but here's, here's the thing that I, this is why we did the show. Right? Cool Max 16 years. This is why the show exists for 17 years almost now, right? Oh five. It was the play with yeah, the girl. Oh right.
1: and, and, yeah. and, def- and definitely this is JB, Ooh. Jim JB Max's second. Wheelhouse.
0: Justin, do you know what
1: the what the what the anniversary is this year for the show? Oh my god, it's the 17th anniversary. We're in the 17th year. Whoa, whoa, that's amazing. For those, if you know, you know. We
0: talked you talked about the end of last show anyway. But yeah, big deal. Interesting.
1: So if if they win this in six and the game goes till after midnight, <laughs> it will be the set. I've already looked this up. It'll be June 17th. And the awesome thing about that is that. That was the exact same day they won Banner Seventeen.
0: The question is: Does Patrick Gilroy have a show we can jump on late
1: night? (laughs) And (laughs) if you know, you know, know. you really know. (laughs) (laughs) You've been (laughs) with us for a while. (laughs) That's right.
0: Um, But so when this show, we a lot of the stuff we did in the early days, we're talking about things that were kind of not talked about on sports media we are sports radio we were talking about the you know this show and not having this kind of you know completely weird ass take about everything
1: peter vesey
0: i've got the like peter peter and i were boys on twitter now so this is, i know we're kind of you know but but the thing but he that, came that, on
1: the show that's yeah, all i'm saying he, and, he did and, that's and right he's involved. he was a little bit of a conspiracy theorist oh, still thing. is but But so, like,
0: what I think is going on, right, like, this is what's bothering me. And there's a lot of guys, and I'm not going to name names because I just, I don't know, I'm being nice, I guess. But there's a lot of guys that that we came up with that are now blue check marks. And nobody wants to talk about the officials. Nobody wants to seem to talk about um, the fact that, you know, what you talked about. I don't. I'm okay if they don't. They don't want to go that far. I'm okay with saying there isn't something that connects these things. Uh, we we've, we've established why that is. But like, let's. If you want to keep it just to this game and this result and what's happening between those two teams and those three officials, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if you're isolating to that issue, because okay, you're reconnecting with the other stuff. Maybe that's a a place you're not willing to go. But if you're starting, if you have a podcast, okay, Sunday night and it releases Monday morning, and you're not spending the first twenty minutes on what the officials did or didn't do in Game Two, you are not doing what
1: I don't think the one liberty you have. I don't think you're you're not worried about right. If you if you're not worried about having credentialed access, then. This is that this this is exactly what this forum is for. Exactly. So, because you're so, the only ones that can say it without consequence, right. so uh, you better start saying it.
0: I'll, I'll. I will give credit. I will give credit to Brian Rob and Mike Pina on the Winning Plays Pod. It came on the show today, and it didn't happen in the first twenty minutes. Understandable, it's, it's kind of away from what happened that night. And, and I think Pina is really one of the best analysts right now going on um, better than low. Um, but, but they acknowledge the elephant in the room, you know, they acknowledged what that the, the officiating was completely bizarre. And it was almost like they were afraid to go there because they knew it's like hot button. It's like touching the third rail, but you can't watch that game. Any clear eyed person watching that game, you can't watch that and think this is on the level. You know, you can't watch no Draymond way, frigging full on, you know, junior sales, you know, Grant Williams in the back and be like, Oh, well, what are you gonna do? Draymond being Draymond, and then and, the and- ticky
1: tax on the Celtics in right. the same quarter. They didn't even navigate this properly, right? right. They, they could have done this in a way that had a little bit more seamlessness to it, right. Because, but this is the thing. Just because this crew botched, botched it and made it so glaringly obvious, yeah. doesn't mean that this isn't happening on a regular night-to-night basis. Just yeah. like Tim Donaghy told us, right. that everybody said, oh, uh, he's just sour grapes." Sour grapes. Is he a great person? No, because he made a whole bunch of money gambling, right? So you know, he obviously, but he made it because he knew that this is the way things are. I, yeah. And and so, I,
0: and I'm fine with that, and I agree with. I I I I hear what you're saying, but, and I I understand if that makes but usually look it's crazy like to connect those but dots. But
1: my point is usually there's a flow. Like okay, the first quarter kind of went this way, sure. And then, oh, in the second half they didn't right, call it the same it out. way. You balanced right. That's not what happened here, right? And that's my point. Yeah. That was that's the difference between what lulls you into believing that this isn't a sham on a night by night basis. Right versus Game 2, literally five years from now, people should look back and, and look back at oh. that game and say, that was when we knew. Game that two, was when we knew.
0: Game 2 against Miami, 2011 Eastern Conference Finals. Rondo, the whole thing. with That whole Dwayne Wade. I mean, that whole thing. And... You know, it's lost to time, but we remember it because it was such a shit show that that the NBA put on towards the Celtics and uh, against the Celtics towards Miami, and it was it was reminiscent of that. There have been and there have been nights in, in these playoffs that have been bad as well, but this seemed to me to be the worst because it was clear that Draymond, Dra the only thing missing from Draymond from the tip was him frothing it at the mouth. The man was on a mission. Everyone could see it on, at, from home and from judging from those who were there, you know, uh, and I'll give Bill Simmons credit. You know, he's like, I could see Draymond was, was you know, he was as animated as I've ever seen him. Um, and he was out there to to, to make a mess, to, to send a message, right?
1: Which is totally within his right, totally within his right to do that. Yeah, but he should get called for the fouls and he should have gotten the second flagrant and he should be out of the game because that's what happens to somebody that's who's out of control. That's right. And so here's the thing. This game was an unsafe game. Mm-hmm. If, if We're lucky when we got hurt. The NBA is lucky that nobody lost their shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the Palace in an NBA Finals. How would they have cleaned that up? And this, is, and this is my thing. There's two things. One is you got to take a hat tip off to the Celtics for keeping their cool. And at the same time, you yeah. have to wonder why they didn't push the envelope themselves. When JB got mad and got up in Draymond's face, he should have got his ass ejected. They knew at that moment this game was over for them. Even Ime didn't even try to fight out of the fourth quarter, and I'm not trying to say that he should have. Might as well rest the legs and everything else, but that is not a normal move. That was a move of somebody who said, all right, we got you, you assholes, so you're not going to get a good fourth quarter. Nobody's going to be tuning in because we're not even going to roll out the starters. We're not playing your charade. This is ridiculous. So that's the first thing. Celtics should have forced the issue. Draymond forced the issue they should have let it get unsafe they should have made this a not not thrown punches not gotten violent not like that i'm saying that they should have shown the officials that they had made an unsafe environment and they never did that they never sent the message to the officials you've lost control of this game that's i think they fell short there and that my criticism is not the turnovers you made a great point on twitter the turnovers were created by non calls this is nonsense that would have been a normal turnover game if there wasn't that bullshit, so take that away. Right. They should have forced the issue and said this was unsafe. Well, Secondly, what is going on in the Celtics front office today back to the league? There is no way that that Wick and the team and they are not going, what are you doing? Uh-huh. There is uh-huh. no way. because, And they're going to tell them, if you officiate another game this way intentionally like this, We cannot guarantee that our players will not retaliate because I don't know how they keep their cool, dude. I don't know how they keep their cool. I I think the Celtics in six, I think they blow this shit away. I think they match up very well against golden state in mm -hmm. a fairly called game. And, and I think the league saw it in game one just in film study and they knew they had to manufacture it mm -hmm. so that it wasn't a four or five game series. I literally think that's what happened.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, (laughs) You said a lot of things there. I want to jump on, but no, you did. I was like, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, The turnover thing is, is just to put an end to my, my media frustrations. I'm so tired of, uh, you know, look, there are, there were bad decisions. There were turnovers. The Celtics really stepped on their own selves um, a lot of times in this game that had nothing to do with fouls. Not I'm not disagreeing with that in any way. Absolutely. Those turnovers are State. a problem. Those turnovers make Golden State that much more efficient, that much more potent, that much more difficult. But they're forcing
1: stop. because they can't get any room because they're not calling the non calls. It's the function right. of this. How is, do we make something right. happy happen when the game is rigged? Right, otherwise we don't know how to generate offense in this environment.
0: Well, the, right, so everyone's like, and, and, I'll, and again, I'm oh my god, this is crazy. I'm going to give Ryan Rossillo credit on the Bill Simmons podcast. Ryan Rossillo says, you know, I, it, people can't look at free throw attempts as a sole, you know, reason as to what's going on in a game, and I completely agree with that. OK, you look at this game in the first half and, and yes, Golden State did have a decided advantage. I think it was 17 to 10. But that's not really the tale. The tale is that Jalen Brown gets his second foul on it. Doesn't even literally does not touch Jordan Poole. Right. Does not touch Jordan Poole. He's hot. He's sitting down. Tatum gets his second foul quick. Uh, was it smart? The smarter, There was one more smart or tight. But don't you think
1: he yeah, may should have left him out there and forced it? He should have forced well,
0: it. But given the way that the officials were calling it, I don't know that
1: I would trust that. I mean, you're trying I, that's to what, mitigate. No, that. no, no, no. And, and I, 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 listen, this is my, this has been my point. No, you want to force the fifteen years. years to see it. Fifteen years. Make them. Make them foul brown Use all six. That's what happened. That's why we didn't get it. Because Draymond said, Go ahead and call foul on me. Ha, ha, no, you're not gonna ha, ha, ha. do you think the NBA wants Brown and Tatum out of the game at halftime? They should have played more minutes in foul trouble and forced the issue on the officials. Yeah. You're gonna call my fourth. I don't in think the first half? half. You're gonna I, call me four in the first half. You're but, gonna call Tatum for four in the first I don't half? think they're
0: gonna get the benefit of the doubt. I think Draymond. So that's it's not I, about that.
1: It's not about that. I, I think so. I no, think no, no, Draymond. No, no. This is, I no, think you're, Draymond, you're see, right you're about at a bigger issue.
0: I'm no, no, saying no, no. Draymond. I think Draymond bullied the referees. He absolutely that did. They did. that. I think Draymond had so had controlled that game from the tip. It wasn't about Zach Zarba. It wasn't about Tony Brothers. It wasn't about, who was it, Jason Goble. I don't know who the third guy was. Uh, Josh Tibbin, maybe. It, it wasn't those guys. It was Draymond Green, Draymond Green bullying those three, and everyone else kind of getting out of the way because, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. It's Draymond's league game, and we're just going to back out. Like, that was the complete wrong way for the NBA to run that game.
1: I agree. That set the tone. But this is my point about the fouling. They should have fouled themselves out of the game. They should have forced the issue and made the officials put the sixth foul on early in the third. They should, have, they should have countered that level of physicality. They should not have been pulled out after two fouls because you knew what was going to happen. Game two, you knew it was going to be hard to win. You already stole game one. It's all a near impossibility to take the first two series on the road. And if, you, and, if, and if you own an NBA franchise and you've been a coach and a player in this league, you know damn well that winning game two, walking in the door that day, was a near impossibility regardless of the Draymond thing. Just everybody in the league knows. Why don't you look this up? When's the last time somebody in an NBA finals, a team won the first two games on the road? When's the last time? Ever? Um, that's a good question. I'm not so sure. it's, it. listen, you've been around the game long enough. You know the answer to game two. The minute that Draymond yeah. came out, hold on. The minute that Draymond came out, and started dictating that I knew in two minutes. I texted everybody I knew in the world and said the fix is in. Two minutes into that game, I knew we were losing because it was obvious. As a coach, as a coach who's a former player, you—the sh- only reason—and this I'm getting somewhere with this—you should force them to foul your players out, not from aggressive over—I should say over-aggressive, assaulted physical tactics. I'm just saying. Jalen Brown should have ran into every asshole on the way to the line on the paint <laughs> with his knee up and his arm pushing off all the way to the rim. Dunk. Oh, yeah. He should have been doing that over and over. And Eme should have told them to do it because two things would have happened. Either the fouls would have started going both ways, or the NBA would have to live with how the hell did Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum not finish the second half? How did they foul out that quickly? They should have absolutely returned serve because it was the only chance they had. And so here's the answer to why not the NBA would punish them again. The NBA would say, you didn't play our way. You didn't play the Patsy way. You didn't let us take this seven. And now we will punish you and your franchise for not getting with the program. That's the answer. there's another
0: answer to that. There's another why not. The other reason why not is that there yeah. are games that you get the bad whistle in the first half, and the officials figure it out in the second half, and so you don't want it. You don't so want. going to gonna figure
1: it out in the second half when you're the road team. It's never uh, going to happen. I don't know. I,
0: there, there were a lot of there were games. There were games this this season where I wouldn't say they got a considerably different whistle, but the Celtics were able to take a bad first half. And turn into a good second half. I I, didn't, I don't think that was. I don't think that I don't think it was. Science you delivered. I'm yours. Game two,
1: yeah. NBA Finals on the road following a road one victory. I mean, game this is, one victory. this is
0: when we kind of, tie things together and you say there is a there is a master you know kind of plan here. Yeah, right? and I I hear you. I hear you. I can't, I can't say you're wrong, but I, I don't know that you're right either.
1: You know what would have been the better? I would say if I'm, if I'm a coach of
0: a team, I don't play to lose. And I, and I don't think I don't think that not – I don't think playing the game is probably your better approach to trying to win this, you know, and instead going post-game and having all the dialogue on social media and everywhere else about the fact – but that the officials in Draymond completely hose
1: the Celtics. So so here's the thing. The no question other, is what happens you know, if they
0: win game three at home. Yes. The question is what happens in game four.
1: Right. and th- and that. So this is where I'm going with it next. It would have been a better story for the Celtics to win two on the road where they had been playing well mm-hmm. and Golden State to then steal the next two. It would have been a unique narrative. It would have been more believable in the context. You know, and and even if Golden State had won, like again, even if you would let game two kind of play out, you know, just fairly oh. there's still a good chance Golden State wins that game. It's you not a even,
0: you could even say they win game three, Celtics right. get game four. Or, and then, or, and then or, or
1: they win both games. Golden, they they or Golden State Celtics win one and two, golden state wins right. three and four. It's three game series. And Golden State is home court again. That big swing all right, all right. and the highs and the lows, like that that you know, rigged narrative right. would be far more entertaining, and they could have done it so much more subtly and potentially Golden State still mm-hmm. they still might have won game two without Draymond doing all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it really looked like the Celtics like could have taken that if they hadn't been beaten into the ground, but yeah, I mean but, I think. Yeah, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Finish I'm just thought.
1: saying, why, 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 why rig it the way that they did?
0: Well, that's right, and that's that's the problem. I mean, certainly, let's take the officials out of it for a second. Um, I mean, certainly, I understand why Golden State wanted to play with more aggression and wanted to be more in Boston's space and wanted to really kind of speed them up and may have forced them to make bad decisions with the ball. And you know that you know, getting Horford's face after he shot the ball, shot the lights out and, and, and Derek White and and on and on all that makes sense. Um, And and so that was going to happen regardless of what the officials did that they were, they were going to, there was going to be a counterpunch. Right. And and so I saw the counterpunch coming just like you did in terms of what the team was going to do. And, you know, I think now the question is, so what, what, of what golden state did in game two, do you need to counteract or, or what do you need to fix of your own? And it's really, is it as simple as make sure you guard the three point line with Steph freaking Curry and don't throw the ball away and you're going to win the series in five games. Is it that is simple because it feels like it's that simple.
1: I think if the game is called fairly, The Celtics have clamped down level defense. Mm -hmm. That's better than Golden State's ability to clamp down on D. I think Rob Williams is still clearly not healthy. Mm -hmm. The days off between these games could really help the Celtics out significantly. And I think that they have better ball movement. You know, the whole here's what's interesting after game one. The whole narrative was the Celtics, you know, bench or outside of the top two are not going to shoot the ball that way again. But everybody knew that neither would Tatum. And so a lot of that is equalizing, especially when you look at what a performance Tatum had in game two, despite all these shenanigans. So I don't know that we'll see Tatum have another game one in this series. And so what they really need is everybody else to just be who they are, the game to be called, reasonable so that the ball movement can happen i mean every time look at the milwaukee series look at the miami series every time the ball stopped moving for the celtics it was because the other team was allowed to clutch and grab on the perimeter i pointed this out in the milwaukee series i pointed it out again in the miami series and in game one they didn't allow it and in game two it went to a whole new level after game one I was telling everybody, I was like, finally, a real officiated game. I was just so happy with the product. Not because we won, and it did wind up being a nice win. Like I said, even in the third quarter, I felt I can't complain about the officials. They're down 14 because of them. And Golden State, or I, that's where my head was at. In game two, I just can't. And so I think, honestly, the answer is, it really does come down to the officiating. The Celtics had won seven of their last, what, eight games against Golden State heading into the finals. They've always matched up well, even when they weren't as good as they are today. They've punched them in the mouth before. We've talked about it. And I, Golden State's an amazing team. And you sit there and look and you think, boy, Steph Curry could pretty much beat you on any given night by himself. I still believe that. I just don't believe he can do it seven frigging times. And I think the Celtics, I mean, look at the defense in game one. Look at how Derek White clamped down on him. There's an argument that Derek White should probably start at point guard in this series. There's a legit argument for that because he's hot. He's on fire. Not necessarily because he's the better choice. You never do it. But performance wise, the way he's coming into the finals off the birth of his his son or daughter, son, right? Mm -hmm. At the birth of his son. He's 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 there. Um and his defense on Steph was phenomenal in game one. Mm-hmm. So there's an argument to be made there. Um I think they're the better team. I think I think game one said it. I think the way that they even stayed within two points at the half in game two spoke volumes. But when they came out of halftime, instead of like Upping it to a new level. After about three more minutes of that, it just they broke. They gave up. I mean, I don't mean that they stopped trying. I just mean they 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 knew where this was going.
0: Yeah, I no, I, I and that's the thing, right? Like that's the part of where I think what you're saying, I I totally agree with because. I felt like they tried to persevere through the shenanigans, right? They they took the Draymond thing. They didn't take the, the, the bait. They tried to push through. They tried to push through the second quarter. They kept it close at halftime. I mean, there was like – it was like, okay, we're going to keep trying. And it's like they got out of the, out of the first few minutes of, the, of that third quarter, and it was just like, oh, we got more of the same. And the guys were all of a sudden like, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, what's the point? Never mind then.
0: Let's not get
1: hurt, you know, right. trying to fight an uphill battle here. You right. know, it's more than us against us. Right. So.
0: And, the, you know, the concern I have is does does that, you know, some of that kind of relaxed, you know, it's kind of a snowball rolling downhill it just kind of keep picks up yeah
1: they're gonna be so pissed for game three dude all right let's talk about game three after this yes our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's nba finals the nhl hockey conference finals major league baseball scores all the latest fighting news which might also be the NBA, and even next season's early NFL futures. (coughs) Pardon me. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code. You know it well, CLNS50, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online. Where the game starts, dude. This is how much I care about this show. I'm wheezing, playing through, playing through. I'm pain. wheezing. I'm coughing. I am. You're
0: you're playing through pain. You're you're persevering. You're like you're Marcus Smart out there. You're playing. You're Rob Williams. You're playing through the pain. Oh, you know, doing your best.
1: I'm just trying to make it happen. That's right. Game and three.
0: The, the listeners appreciate it. You know that you know they do. So So
1: what they appreciate is I hit mute every time I cough. (laughs) Okay. Um, Game three, your predictions.
0: I think the Celtics win in a walk. I think they come out destroy. I think they reassert their dominance over the series. I think that they will, they know what they did wrong. Um, they know that defensively when they're locked in, uh, particularly on Curry, um, they are very – Golden State doesn't have an answer. Um, they need to figure out a way to get to the rim. That's the one thing that I would say is the most troubling thing that, that I look at here um, through the first two games, and I think that's really related to ball movement. The Celtics were hot in the fourth quarter, shooting threes in game one. It they didn't need to go because they're making everything from 25 feet. Um, and, and and you know, to that end, you know, uh, Jason Tatum was pretty damn hot in that first half of game two. Um, so, you know, I understand why they didn't. But to me, that's just a sign that the Celtics are not looking hard enough to try to get to the rim. Um, you're not getting enough free throws that way. You're not going to be able to get them rotation. And when you it's get, it's
1: really them, too bad Rob isn't healthy, right? Like fully healthy because that would solve a lot. Well, of that. And, but also, when you get to
0: the rim, they're going to look at the rim because I think a lot of the turnovers they had, particularly in game two, is they didn't get in the paint and no one was there at the rim, and they were still kind of looking to give it up as opposed to just finishing. Um, I, I realize Golden State has has made a um, a point of emphasis for their team to make sure that they don't give up shots to the rim. And they've been historically one of, one of the, one of the strongest teams of the last decade in stopping points in the paint. But this Celtics team has got to find a way to break that logjam jam up. And if they're not going to play Looney and um, Draymond together, there are opportunities. They're playing small lineups. And I think they're going to try to play pool more and I think that's where the Celtics are going to punish them. And I think if they're going to punish them by playing pool more, they got to get the ball inside. Al Horford better be spending these next two days in the post, working on his post moves and try to get something. Because if they're going to put clay on, remember, on Al Horford, Al Horford when, needs to make him pay.
1: Remember when Al Horford made Giannis pay? I do. That's what's coming in game three.
0: It's mindset, and he's going to have it.
1: Yeah, he's he's he just looked at that game and said, wow, Draymond just did what I was supposed to do. Right. Yep. That I did in the Milwaukee series. Exactly. He
0: fought back. He said, oh you're gonna do that. All right. So Draymond went round two. Now Horford's got to answer in round three. Um I think I think we need more I think smart needs to come out with a stronger game. That his he was really a missing weapon. And the way that he can get the ball moving when he's when he's focused in that end, I think was was something that's been missing here, particularly um, in in game two. He was really a non-factor and and we need more market smart um, creation, I think, um, to try to get some of those seams opened up so we can get to the rim Um, and. You know, I think I think you're right. Derek White has been really good through these two games, and I think you do need to have Derek White on the floor more often. I think Pritchard has actually had good minutes too as well. So he's not hurt – they're not going to hurt – Pritchard is not going to hurt us defensively um, against, against – Not Poole. in
1: this series. They're
0: always going to have someone on the floor who's small, whether it's Pool or whether it's Steph. You know, and he he can somewhat I'm not saying he's going to stop him, but he can stay with him. And I and I think that's, you
1: know, and and we've seen with Peyton, too. I mean, he's a little bit of a shooting threat because they ignore him. Right. But honestly, what I saw when he came in and stepped in for minutes in the second half of game two is playmaking.
0: Yeah. When they made that run you know in terms of that the fourth quarter there in game one he, he was setting everything he, up It was he and, it was he and Derek white on the floor right and i I don't think that that's necessarily I think it's about mindset. I think it creates that kind of flow you know and both of those guys Golden
1: State didn't know what to expect it's also about surprise you didn't right. they never game plan for that right they never said oh, this is what they're gonna do like they had to learn that in the series. does it work multiple times right. maybe not but to your point about mindset, you know, Smart's got to make sure that he's doing the things that those two have done Mm -hmm. when they were on the floor together in this series. And even in game two, like I said, when Peyton came in, you know, you saw it right away. All of a sudden you were able to get that ball inside a little bit. And sure. Maybe it's because they threw out the reserves and and I get that, but. um, But that's what they need.
0: That's that's, I think that's what Boston needs when they move the ball, you know, and, and they get inside, outside, and, and, and the, that motion is happening, that's when they're, they're just so much more difficult. And, and regardless of what – Golden State is too good at the rim to simply just sit to, – to, to just simply go iso. You, you have to move the ball to move the, the Golden State defense. And Peyton can do that. White can do that. Smart needs to continue to do that. If they do that and the Celtics are getting offense in the flow – and I think they were getting offense in the flow in the first half there. Um, you know, Jalen has those hot starts, but sometimes when he does that, it takes Boston out of what they're trying to accomplish. And that's – they need to – Jalen needs to figure that out because sometimes I think that that – oh, we just give the ball to Jalen and stand around and watch, and that's not helpful. Same with Jason. But it's more so – it's more obvious with Jalen because it's such a – condensed moment of just power I think um, and, and of course his passing you know history hasn't been so hot so great time to show it and it's a great time for the team to show that they can win at home too you know
1: okay so game three predictions pretty easy I think win at home punch mm-hmm. back we got five minutes before we wrap this show up game four is the big one Game be. four is the do they assert themselves or do they lose home court advantage? Right. What's your what's your prediction?
0: So the question is when does Scott Foster come into this series? Yeah. Does Scott Foster come in tomorrow? Well, he's not needed to extend anything other than maybe help Golden State because if they win, then Boston can only balance it. That seems a little bit bold for for the Scott Fosterites. So, I'm thinking he's not coming in until game four. And if so, I think you win game three. And if you're going to have to win game four, you're going to have to win game four. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Could they bring Scott Foster in like they did in the Miami series when things got out of hand? They brought Scott Foster in to kind of, Settle the shit down. I could see them bringing him in in Game Three to keep Draymond in check.
1: I think the Celtics win all the odd-numbered games. I think the lead. Oh, they 5 one, two-
0: three, five, seven.
1: Yep, yep. So they get one at home, three on the road. We're furious as a fan base after a loss at home for Game Six, which is just exactly what they want. But but then. In Game Seven, they call it fair. The Celtics get the win that they earned, probably in less games, and uh, and they they take home the trophy in seven. That I think they win all. I think it's wow. back and forth. Okay. Punch, 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 punch. Win one on the road. Win one at home. Lose one at home. Win one on the road. Ah, oh, gonna close it in six. Lose it at home. Oh God, back on the road. And as the series, as the postseason is gone for the Boston Celtics. They win the whole series essentially on the road. They go uh, three and one on the road in the championship. And it echoes everything else that's been going on since they kicked this off against, uh, you know, the New Jersey Nets, Uh, Milwaukee, Miami. There's a whole thing here and how it would just suck if they won this in seven on the road. Like they take home the championship in San Francisco
0: I'll take it anywhere, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think Boston. You're still going three.
1: Celtics in six.
0: I think I am staying with Celtics in with six. All I right. think they win three. I think they win four. I think Golden State wins five, and I think the Celtics come home and win in six. Because I don't. I just don't think Golden State is close enough. I think <laughs> Boston is is that much better.
1: Substantially better, and yeah. I, and,
0: but for two series, have I seen series extended f- further than it needs to on the basis of Celtic turnovers and poor officiating? Yes, I have.
1: So is
0: your idea completely implausible? No, it's not. But I, I think what it should be, based upon how good the, pl- the teams are and how they played – Celtics in six is still my. Is still so my here's favorite. here's
1: the other thing. I still think one three five seven because I think they like the back and forth, and it makes everybody think that they're still in it right till yeah. the very end. Yeah. However, what would be really interesting storyline, if you're into storylines, is the Celtics take three and four. They're up three one. Oh Jesus! And then Golden State. Wins at home, it's three two, Mm -hmm. and then they get the one on the road, and it's three three, and it's like this whole thing of the team with the momentum, and also the odds of winning three straight, you know, with the two best teams playing against each other, isn't that unlikely? And but at the same time, the Celtics, you know, have made a made a you know uh, made a living off of winning on the road in the postseason, but Golden State's been there. They have the experience with game seven. Like, did you just hear all these storylines coming out of that? So, here's what I'll say one, three, five, seven is the NBA is just following their standard practice. You know, this is the book. Gotta go seven. Everybody's got to make money. It's the way we do business. Okay. Celtics win in seven, but are up three to one. Is now you know this thing is rigged. <laughs> Celtics in six might be the only way to atone for game two in my mind.
0: Yeah I, I'm I'm hopeful that it's it's so obvious what we've seen here over the last 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever it is that that will stay with it. I just thought like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff here that's going to carry on. The Steve Jabby stuff, The Draymond
1: comment. Even Van Gundy, he was like, That's not a foul. He said that twice in the first quarter, and then he said that they should have Draymond go. Or maybe he flip-flopped by the end of that conversation. But
0: but but he should
1: initially he said because probably on the teleprompter in front of him, it was like, That's the third time you've called it out. Back off, back off. I'm changing my mind, you know. But but literally that when Van Gundy is like Calling out how poorly it's officiated. I know. Several yeah. times.
0: Well, All I right. hope I'm right. I hope you're wrong because my stomach just churning thinking about your your idea there. And I, I don't even want to think about that. I don't like so, it either. I don't time, like it any well, more than you. But by the time that happens, so that so we have three, four, and then um, is, is game five on Monday? I think it is.
1: I think so. I think Seven I, games, which is the way he wants it. Well, oh my God. he gets it. <laughs>
0: I think, yeah, I think, uh, let's just, just before we wrap this up. So, Celtics play, <laughs> yeah. So, it's Wednesday, Friday, and then Monday, Thursday. So, they the only... Day single day off in between is between games three and four, which frankly helps. I think the Celtics, yeah, they're
1: better off when they play closer together. I think so too.
0: I think I would rather have that. I mean, it's not great for Al and and Rob, but I think I'd rather have that. So you win, you win, you get three, four, then Monday you go to Golden State, Thursday you play at home in game six, and then Golden State would be a Sunday at eight. Um, let's hope that's not in the cards and hope Boston just takes care of this in six. That would make us all feel a whole lot better. Amen.
1: <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Celtic Stuff Live. As a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live. You can follow John at CSL underscore Duke. I'm at CSL underscore Justin. As always, a heartfelt thank you for everybody that's tuning in. And on behalf of CLNS founder Nick Gelso, my co host John Duke. I'm Justin Pullen. You've been listening to Celtic Stuff Live in the finals.